I'd like to read two verses, two Bible verses today to begin with. One is in Galatians 3 where we've been studying. and Then I'd like to read the other in the book of Colossians 3 where we spent a little bit of time in last week. So Galatians 3 and then we'll go to Colossians 3 just to read some Scripture. I always believe in reading the Scriptures when you teach the Word. That's the only part of the sermon that I can be 100% for sure that I'm not wrong on is when I read the Bible. So I try not to be wrong on any of it, but I'm a human human being and let Yahweh be true and every man a liar. Amen? Galatians 3, 26-29 For you are all sons of Yahweh through faith in the Messiah, Yeshua, For as many of you as have been baptized into the Messiah have put on the Messiah. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in the Messiah, Yeshua. And if you are or if you belong to the Messiah, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I'd also like to read Colossians chapter 3. Verses 9 through 11. The Bible says, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his practices, and have put on the new man. How many is thankful we put off the old man and put on the new man? Then it says, Who is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of his Creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian. Where's my daughter? My daughter corrected me on the pronunciation of that last week. But it's Scythian. That's the actual pronunciation. So there's not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free. But Christ is all and in all. May Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. Today's sermon will be different. I'm going to share a testimony with you about something that's happened to me in the last three years because of things that have gone on in my mind for many years before that. And I almost decided not to share this because it's difficult. I'm nervous. I haven't been nervous in a long time preaching. I'm nervous right now. It's difficult for me to talk about because it reveals a part of me that I am embarrassed about and a part of me that you may not be aware of. I have no clue how each person here is going to handle what I'm about to say. I don't know if some people will lose faith in me as a Bible teacher. I don't know if some people will gain faith in me as a Bible teacher. Let me first tell you why I decided to do this. This is why. I have always tried to teach my children. That it is best to confess your sins. And ask for forgiveness. And repent. Get it out in the open. Because that way Yahweh for sure will forgive you. And hopefully the person that you wronged will forgive you as well. People are not as forgiving as Yahweh. 
But that doesn't matter. You are still called to do your part. You will never heal from a sin that you do not admit to be a sin. The wound will never have a chance to scab over if you're not willing to say, I have sinned. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. We humans don't like to admit our failure because of our pride. We don't like to admit when we are wrong. But we must if we want Yahweh to forgive us. See, Yahweh is under no obligation to forgive someone who does not confess or ask or repent. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He that covers his sins shall not prosper. But he that confesses and forsakes his sins shall find mercy. So out of a desire to practice what I teach my children, I would like to confess to you today my sin of racism and bigotry. See, Yahweh delivered me from racism. And He used Paul's epistle to the Galatians to do that. Galatians cured me of my racism. I started reading Galatians in 2015 with the thoughts in my head of teaching through the entire epistle. And the main reason that I wanted to teach through it is because I get so many questions about the book of Galatians in relation to the law of Yahweh. I would answer people by quoting pieces of Galatians and doing the best that I knew how in context. But I knew that a detailed study and teaching of the epistle was the best way to fully answer any and all questions that someone had to give. When I started reading and studying the book of Galatians, I never knew that my own preconceptions would be challenged. I thought that I knew a lot about this book in 2015. Little did I know just how little I knew. An old preacher back in the 1800s, an Anglican man by the name of J.C. Ryle said, He who aims to learn something will always have something to learn. Don't ever forget that. In my early years of teaching the Bible, began probably, I think, I want to say 2005 when I started teaching the Bible, I became aware of what is called, it's called different things, but I became aware of what's called the Israelite identity message, that the ten lost tribes of Israel were found in the Caucasian people of the earth. And I want to be clear that I'm not saying that everyone who believes that doctrine hates or dislikes people because of their skin color. I can only speak for myself. There was a time in my life where I began to judge and dislike and sometimes hate people who look different than me. And those feelings stemmed from my particular attachment to this particular doctrine. I had the same attitude as the expert in the law in Luke chapter 10 when Yeshua told him to love your neighbor and he tried to justify himself by asking, who is my neighbor? See, when pride is involved, 
it's easy to get into a rut because it makes you feel puffed up about yourself. I know that's how it made me feel. I'm chosen. He's not. I'm better than that man over there. I didn't vocalize those words often. And a lot of times those thoughts made me feel bad. And I believe it was because of Yahweh's Spirit rubbing against those thoughts. But those thoughts went through my head. And the more I would think those things, those ugly things, the deeper of an addict I would become. It is no different, brothers and sisters, it is no different than being hooked on drugs, hooked on alcohol. A drug user needs a fix. A bigot needs a fix. And the way that a racist gets a fix is by thinking highly of himself because of his skin color and looking down or treating others rudely because of theirs. I was not taught to do this growing up. I was taught to treat everyone with kindness and respect. But later in my adult years, I forsook the teaching of my father and my mother. I have to say that any time in my adulthood when my racism would raise its ugly head, it would not feel right. I would have thoughts like this. What has this person done to me? Why am I acting like this? What is your problem, Matthew? But I would quench those thoughts because I had a problem. I was bound by the sin of thinking that other people were the problem and they weren't really my neighbor because of the way that they looked. Thankfully, Yahweh never gave me over completely to be a reprobate. I never began to think that people of other ethnicities were less than human, but I did treat them differently and not in a good way. And I'm ashamed of that. And I almost got to the point where I would question a person's salvation simply because of the way that they, they looked or what nation or ethnic group that they came from. I told you that this would be a hard testimony to give. And I know it might be hard for you to listen to. But I'm doing this as an example to my children. I've already made my peace with Yahweh a long time ago. It's just taken me a long time to, to talk about this publicly. I've confessed my sin to Him and I've repented of that sin and He has forgiven me. But I do not want anything that I thought or said in the past to stick with my children. So I'm giving them an, an example of open repentance. Don't ever be afraid to admit when you are wrong. Never be afraid to confess your sin and repent of your sin. It is not worth your salvation to hang on to something that will condemn you. Yahweh will always forgive you if you confess and you repent. I remember the first time I caught a glimpse of what Galatians was really about. Most people don't know because most people haven't taken the time to study this epistle. It's just like... I don't really know what the book of Ezekiel is all about because I've never taken the time to study the book of Ezekiel. 
But when I first caught a glimpse of Galatians, I was riding a lawnmower and I was meditating. I do that a lot when I ride on my mower. I meditate. It's a good time to think. And part of what I was thinking about was Galatians 3.28, which I believe is the hub of this epistle, a verse that I've been teaching on for the past two weeks. When I caught that first glimpse of seeing that this book of Galatians is about the prejudice and bigotry of certain Judahites in the first century who believed that other people were less than them simply because of who they were in the flesh. When I saw that, when that became a reality to me, I did not fight it, but it sucker punched me right in the chest. And I remember stopping the mower and saying, Yahweh, please lead me and help me to see and change my heart to be like you. That's all I want. How many want to be like Yahweh? That's all I want. I prayed that prayer that day and Yahweh answered that prayer and He did exactly that. You've heard of people being delivered from drugs and you've heard of people being delivered from alcohol. You've heard of people being delivered from pornography. You've heard of people being delivered from being a thief. Those are all great deliverances. And Yahweh is in the delivering business. Amen? Amen. If He wasn't, none of us would be saved. Now you can say you've heard of somebody that's been delivered from racism. When I say racism, this is what I mean. The belief that you are superior in value because of the color of your skin. And the degrading of people of other skin color. It's really silly when you stop and think about it. I had nothing to do with the color of my skin. I had nothing to do with who my parents are. Nothing. I did not choose to be a Jansen. I did not choose to have a dad who was born in Uruguay, South America. I did not choose to have a white southern mama from Rockdale County, Georgia with a southern accent. I didn't choose any of that. And neither did the black man down the street. He didn't choose any of that either. He didn't choose to have his parents. He didn't cause himself to be black no more than I caused myself to be white. So why in the world would I think more highly of me than him simply because of the way that I look? And what made me think I was so good anyhow? No one is pure because of who they are in the flesh. Job 14 verses 1 through 4 say this, Man born of a woman is short of days and full of trouble. He blossoms like a flower and then withers. He flees like a shadow and does not last. Who can produce something pure from what is impure? No one. Job 25 verses 4 through 6 says, How can a person be justified before the Almighty? How can one born of a woman be pure? If even the moon does not shine and the stars are not pure in his sight, how much less man who is a maggot and the son of man who is a worm? That's me, the maggot, Matthew the maggot. And that's not based on my race or my ethnicity. That's based upon me being a human. The Bible tells me in Ephesians 2 verse 4 that I am by nature a child of wrath. And in Romans 3, the Bible says that I am not a seeker of Yahweh and my throat is an open grave and I deceive with my tongue and ruin and wretchedness are in my path. 
And I have no fear of Yahweh before my eyes. That's who I am by nature. That's the natural Matthew Jansen. I need to be saved from myself. I am the problem, not someone else. I have to be changed. I have to be delivered. I am not pure. I am not holy. I am not good in and of myself. John chapter 1, verses 11 through 13 tells us that Yahweh's children are born not of blood. It's not based on bloodline. It's not based on genealogy papers. Who in the world knows what my genealogy papers are anyhow? I only know back a short ways. I know my dad's parents and my mom's parents and I know the two sets of parents to my grandparents, but it keeps branching off from there to more and more people and I have no complete knowledge of that. Neither did I have any control over that. I stand here before you today as just me. I am who I am. This is what you get. But Yahweh's children are not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they're born of Yahweh. Yahweh changed me into a new creature. That's what matters. My flesh does not matter. The color of my skin does not matter when it comes to my relationship with Yahweh. In Christ, there is no Jew or Greek. There is no barbarian or Scythian. No one is valued more than the other. No one. Anyone can come to Christ and be freed from their sins. Anyone, no matter their background, their race, their former religion, their former way of life, none of that matters. You do not have to pass a qualification test to come to Christ. You do not have to get a DNA test to come to Christ. Only weak and impure and corrupt sinners are allowed. And that's all of us. You know, you can legislate race relations. And you can write up new laws on the books. And you can offer sensitivity courses. And you can try to teach people how to interact with each other. But nothing can change a racist heart like the gospel of Christ. Nothing can turn a hater into a lover like the gospel. And you know, I love to meet everybody now. And I have for a, for a while. It's amazing what you will see if you view everybody as a beautiful creation to be loved. It's amazing. And I love dealing with people on a personal basis because I want people to deal with me on a personal basis. Not by what my kinfolk say or do. Not by what my peers say or do. I want to be judged by what I say and what I do. And it's nice to treat other people that same way. I ought to offer the same judgment to every individual that I meet. I see every person I meet as an opportunity to show them how non-discriminating the love of Yahweh is. Of a truth, I now understand that Yahweh is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that fears Yahweh and works righteousness is accepted with him. I'm no longer worried about my ancestry. I haven't been for probably about three years. But you know what I am worried about? Doing the will of the Father. I want to be Yeshua's brother. And He said His brothers are only those who do the will of Yahweh. That's what I concern myself with every day. Not the way I look. Not what my last name is. 
Not by how I sound or what accent that I have. But just by doing the will of Yahweh. And if another man or woman, red, yellow, black, or white, does the will of the Father, they are my brother and they are my sister. They belong to my household. What Paul calls the household of faith. I appreciate you listening to me today. This was not easy for me to do. And to my children, treat every person Treat every person that you ever meet like you want to be treated. For this is the law and the prophets. Daddy loves all of you. Yahweh Father, thank you for another time of holy convocation. Forgive me, Father Yahweh. I pray somehow, Yahweh, I can Set a good example for for everyone here. Hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Give me great peace. Help me to remember all of the people in the Bible that you forgave of heinous crimes and sins. Help me, Yahweh, to know that you love me. Because sometimes I don't think that you do. I believe, but help my unbelief. Yahweh, Father, I pray that you'd touch all of my children. I pray that this would stick in their minds. They would never forget it. They would be able to forgive Dad for anything that I've said in the past. Thank you for everybody that made it here this evening, Yahweh. I didn't want to talk in front of this big of a group of people. But it is what it is. I love you, Yahweh. For it's through your son, Yeshua, I pray. Amen.